really full of uh, gratitude to Hashem Yidbarach. Really, really full of gratitude to Hashem Yidbarach for helping us in so many ways to bring out to the surface wisdom that is ancient and solid and powerful and right. And, uh, and thank God for the great merit to be able to bring such godly treasures to the reality of our modern days. Ancient Torah that was given to our people on Mount Sinai over 3,000 years ago finds its way into hearts of people from four wings of the universe, knocking on their doors, getting into their houses and into their hearts. Torah that is coming from the land of Israel, Torah that is coming from Yerushalayim, Torah that is coming from reliable sources of true sages, true righteous people that established the right path of how to connect and reconnect ourselves to the maker of the universe. We're dedicating our class tonight for the great success of Shirel Bat Daniela. And may she have great success in all ways of life. And especially in what she's focusing now. And we'll say, Mizmor letoda, Ariu ladonai kol aretz, Hivdu et adonai besimcha, Bo lefanav birnana, Deuki adonai hu Elohim, Hu asanu velo anachnu, Amo vetson marito, Bo lefanav betoda, Hatsotav bitila, Hodulo, Barhushmo, Kitov adonai la olam chasdo, Ve'ad dor vador emunato. Mizmor letoda is a very powerful song written by King David. You can find it in the book of Tehillim. Praising Hashem is one of the most powerful ways to open the gates of heaven and to increase the energy and to uplift the sweetness and the great success to overpower all our darkness and all our sadness the war that is going on outside in the world against the good by the negative dark forces of evil is attacking us in every angle. And everyone should be very, very, very wise to learn how to improve his skills and how to pull light from his pools and springs of blessings into the dark areas of his life for him to be able to overpower all negativity, all sadness, all dark forces that controls and sabotage his life and to destroy them that there will be nothing but dust 
left from them. And it is in our power because inside each and every one of us, there is a godly self. And if we would just understand how enormous, massive, powerful is the power of God, we would not hesitate for a moment. Like the Zara Kadosh is saying, if the people of Israel would just know how much Hashem Yitbarach loves them, they wouldn't be afraid at all, and they would run after him, chasing him like lions. Like lions. Lion is the animal that does not have fear in her system at all. She doesn't care dying. She doesn't care sacrificing. She does not afraid of effort. She does not afraid to cross the desert, the savannah, running, thorns, enemies, wars, shootings, guns, ammo. Nothing will stop that animal from achieving its goal. And even if it's going to die on the way, because that animal that is the king of all animals has a purpose, has a mindset, has a role, and it controls the nature, and it will do its job, and it will never back off and never give up on her goals. And any Jewish soul, and any Israeli soul, any flaming, firing soul that its flame is godly, should have that enormous power to push forward and to ignore all difficulties and to overpower all obstacles and just to climb up on them one after the other, no matter what, and to stop letting the enemy enter into the chambers of our hearts with his depression and with his despair and with his sadness and with his anger. All those dark forces are the forces of the evil inclination. And when you allow them into your heart, you allow them to block the light of your soul. A person can have only one out of two thoughts in the same time, or a positive thoughts, or a negative thoughts. Or that you'll be positive in your thoughts, or that you'll be negative in your thoughts. And you can choose, because you cannot think about two things in the same time. Therefore, when you find yourself thinking a negative thought, you need to crush that thought. You need to remove it with all your might and to start thinking in a positive way, no matter what, no matter on what, no matter how. Even if you're going to have to do it by telling yourself funny jokes, start dancing like crazy in your own house, clapping your hands and reminding yourself that you're Jewish, that you're Israeli, that you believe in Hashem, that you believe that Hashem will save you, that you once kept the mitzvah, that you love the Torah, that you have a friend, that you have a partner, that you have a home, that you something that you can hold on to, that you can grab yourself to. 
hold that thing with all your power and focus on that. And by that, you will kill the evil inclination. And the sages said, If you are greater, means stronger, more powerful than your friend, so also the power of your evil inclination is stronger than your friend's. means that you are facing an enemy that is equal to your power. And when you're going to defeat that enemy, before that enemy will go down, he will call his elder brother to come and fight with you. Because by killing him, you got stronger. So a stronger evil inclination will attack you in that moment. And this is the moment that you should remind yourself, even though that I felt so weak, even though that I could not find no power to fight against that giant, I still won. And the evidence for that is that I'm still alive. Because Yitzro Shel Adam, the inclination of the person, is coming to defeat him and kill him in each day. And if the maker of the universe would not help you, you would not be able to defeat him. And if you're still alive, it means that the maker of the universe gave you the power to succeed. And if he gave you the power to succeed, it's not because of your height. It's not because of your weight. It's not because of how much money you have in your bank and not because of how gifted and talented or handsome you are. It's only because of the great unconditional love of the maker to his children. And he that chose you for a mission, for you to go and win some battles, he chose you. He gives you the strength and the power to fight. And you should count on your own life experience and to base your wisdom and to perfect your skills and your abilities for the future based on your life experience and your memory from the past. Amazing victories and winnings that you gained in your past when you fought depression that time and when you stood up back again in that other time and when you were denying evil and when you were helping the poor and you were fighting to admit the truth and you were allowing yourself to be sensitive and to express your honest apology and to say, I'm sorry. And you choose the path of truth so many times. One time you climbed mountains, one time you survived the storm, one time you stood up against tyranny, one time you were able not to drown in the dark, sad swamp of bitterness, and you chose life. And you chose life of Torah, and you chose life of development, and you chose honesty, and you chose kindness, and you chose many good things along your path. And that is the strength and the power that gives you your true identity and is the real one that is you. This is your real identity. This is the light of your soul. And you should allow yourself to express that good nature of your soul in any field, in any area of your life. And you just need to be yourself.
When you are yourself, you are one with your maker. The maker of the universe created you to be you. He made you to be as you are. And he did not create you for you to change. He created you for you to fight against all distractions, all darkness that is surrounding us 24-7, and for us to shine from within. And this is our mission, to go and shine. If you're in New York, if you're in L.A., if you're in Florida, if you're in Eretz Israel, the Yetzirah, the evil inclination, does not rest. He's fighting and fighting and battling and struggling against us and striking us and biting us and scratching us and beating us and knocking us down to the ground and kicking us in the stomach and taking our money and kicking us from our houses and separating us from our loved ones and doing whatever he can in all angles. And the main angle is, the main battle is on your own self-esteem. He tries to take your soul for you not to recognize yourself. As closer the circle is to your soul, you should know that your enemy is stronger, more powerful. When he tried to touch your soul, to touch your life, you should remind yourself that it's because that you are gaining life. It's because that you became stronger. It's because that you developed to higher levels. That's why your evil inclination got stronger to that level that he can start playing with your mind, with your soul, with your feelings. And a person must appreciate himself, must appreciate himself because the treasure that is treasured within you is a godly treasure that is beyond your ability to grasp the blessing that the maker gave to you that he combined his name in your name that he put his holiness into your soul that he gave you a portion of godliness from above into your holy chariot that is your vehicle and that chariot is riding the storm that chariot is crossing the mountains of darkness is hovering above the valleys of death, and you're a survivor. You're flying on the eagle wings. You're already flying. You're already holding on. You already quit so many horrible habits. You already threw away behind your back so many hard addictions. You already overpowered so many difficulties and so many challenges. So many things threatened your life in your past and you were able to confront them and to refuse to their temptations. And you are the one that you are and you carry your beautiful scars with you and all those marks that have been left on your poor skin that are the tale of your life. Sefer Katav Ish Rivi, my enemy, the one who fought with me, wrote the book of my life. The book of our life is the book that is describing our battles, the wars, how serious and dedicated we were and we are to fight for the truth and not to give up 
And even the righteous man is falling minimum of seven times in his life. Sheva, Yipol Tzadik, Vekam. But he's standing back up again, no matter how many times he fell. Sometimes a person can fall 1,000 times a day, and he will just have to keep on pushing forward. And that is the mission to know that you have enormous powers and your enormous powers are coming from within because you are channeled from within through your soul to the source of life, the one who is life itself, the maker of the universe, the one and only Hashem Itbarach, Adonai Elohei Israel Melech, the king of the world, the king of the people of Israel, that one that gave the Torah to us, for us to go and spread the light among the nations. And that's why he sent us to such horrible exile, for us to blend and mix among the nations, for us to fish the pure souls that fell, broken vessels, broken sparks that fell in between the cracks into the darkness. And we're fishing them out by reminding them of their true identity. And how will you do that? By shining your own beautiful, unique, and individual special light, the light that you are. People around you cannot receive from me. If they will hear me, they will not trust my voice. They will not trust my accent. They will not trust my identity. But they will trust you. And why? from the most silliest reasons of them all, reasons that you cannot understand, because you drank vodka together in the park, because you're spending time in bars when you were learning together in college, because you were playing football or basketball together, or that you were dancing ballet when you were teenagers together in the same course, because you were jogging together, because you were smoking weed, that's why they will trust you and they will not trust me. So it means that the maker gave you tools that even if you receive from me and you're holding me as your rabbi, there are places that I cannot reach and you can. And if you will believe in yourself, you will see that your effect and impact is growing and you're able to reach out to destinies that no one can dream of. And if you, and you, if you will find your true power, you'll see that you have access to hidden chambers, inside hidden chambers, in rooms inside of rooms, in dungeons that never saw light before. And those will ask for you. Those will ask for your advice, for you to whisper, and consult them and give them the right advice. We are messengers of light. And if you're afraid to be the one that you are, so you're blocking the light of the maker from shining into the places that he wants you to be his long arm, that he wants you to go and save lives of people as his messenger as my messenger, we cannot do things on our own. The evil inclination is separating one weak animal from the pack and then 
praying it, separating and controlling it. We must stay together. We must believe in our unity, in our love, in our power, and then to be ourselves as part of the pack, as part of the family, as part of the tribe, as part of the nation. And even if you don't have the same signs, and even if you don't see yourself similar to all the rest, do you think that one of us or two of us are the same, are alike? We're all different. As their faces are different, their wisdom is different. There are no two oranges that are similar. There are no two drops of rain that are the same. The maker of the universe never makes two things the same. Even if you're going to try to say the same word twice, it will not be sound the same. It will never going to hold the same intention. It will always going to be different. The spirit comes out when you speak. Every time that you speak, different particles of air, different spiritual particles of mind are spreading out in that voice. Every time it's different waves of sound. Every word, even if it's with the same letters, will be completely different. In 99.9 different, it will be. And you should believe that the maker of the universe, the one that is painting and illustrating all the sunrises that ever shine, all the sunsets that ever set down in all the beaches, in all the valleys, on all the mountain peaks, in all the states, in all the places who was ever created, were ever created since the first dawn, since the first sunrise, since the first sunset, the one that is painting billions and billions and billions of angles to the clouds, changing the face of the universe, that you don't have one moment that is similar to the next the tree that is behind your back now is different than how it was one moment ago. The air that you're breathing is different. The water you're drinking is different. Everything is changing and evolving and de developing and growing and upgrading. And all the time, new sparks, new layers of life for us to observe, to embrace, to use, to handle, to spread, to uplift new layers of sparks in every aspect, in every step of the way. In every step of the way, connecting ourselves to the truth is the most powerful tool to uplift the sparks. When you connect yourself to the truth, the huge amount of light that is coming down on you, boom, changes the atmosphere around you completely. When you're honest, Karov Hashem lechol korav, lechol asher ikreu be'emet. 
Hashem is close to everyone, to everyone who calls him with truth. When you say the truth, simple truth, the most simple truth, do you want coffee? If you say yes, because you do want coffee, and you're not pretending to want to drink coffee, you're just being simply honest about it. Yes, I do. In that moment, boom, Hashem came and the blessing is with him. Every time you say a word of truth, the seal of Hashem is truth. You're un uncovering Hashem with your truth, simple truth. How do you feel? Today I'm okay. That's your truth. You brought Hashem into the picture. Now you try to play a game. Oh, it was such a hard day. You don't know. It was not such a hard day. You rejected Hashem. God forbid. You were honest. You were not manipulating. You were truthful. You were honest. You brought the blessing into your life and into the life of those who surround you. When you manipulate, when you lie, when you pretend, when you fake, when you try to achieve something with your sneaky intention, you're losing your connection to the truth. A lying person cannot be in one place with Hashem. A lying person cannot stand in front of Hashem. A group of liars cannot accept the face of the Shekhinah Kedusha, of the spirit of Hashem. But when you're honest, when you're truthful, when you're trying the most to be the one that you are, to express your soul, to be simply honest, you're bringing such blessing to the world that you cannot imagine. And our eyes are blind. Our eyes are blind in physicality. We've been distracted for so long, for way too long. So therefore, we are completely blind. And what a blind person is doing, he's looking inside. When you keep on trying to look outside, to try to see, you will stay blind. You cannot see. But when you will start learning how to count on your senses, how to smell, how to listen, how to taste, how to feel, you will not be blind anymore. You'll be able to see more than all those ones with the open eyes. Your soul will see through your body, through the walls. There was a righteous man once that burst in tears. For days, his students were not able to stop him from crying. In the end, after a few days, he was able to relax, and they asked him, what did you cry for? He said, I was crying. I felt such pain. For what were you in such pain? How can it be that I received my eyes from the eyes of Hashem, that on the eyes of Hashem it's written, Hashem asher The eyes of Hashem are the ones that are looking, exploring, and wandering in the whole world. And I got my eyes from the eyes of Hashem. And how can it be that I cannot see through walls, that I'm blocked, 
with everything, with every sight, it's blocking my eyes that I cannot see anything. How can that be? We got our ears from Hashem Ibarach, that is Shomeat Filat Kolpeh. So that's why we can hear, because we've been created in His shape. We've been created in His shape. And as ones that have been created in His shape, we are able to enjoy His power. We are enjoying His godly powers to sense, to feel, to think, to love, to care, to want, to desire. All those feelings, all those thoughts are the direct influation of the Maker through us out to the world. You can hear your friends because Hashem wants you to listen. You can see your family members because Hashem wants you to look at them, to observe, to care. You can feel other people's feelings and your own feelings and emotions because Hashem wants you to be His messenger to reveal love and to share emotions. And those are our missions and they're individual. And only you know yours and only I can find mine. But we should trust ourselves. We should give ourselves the credit to be the ones that we are. And not to try to change ourselves based on the criticism of our surroundings 24-7. You're worthless, you're hopeless, you're nothing. Look at you. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? All that negativity, all those judgments, all that anger, all that criticism, self-slaughtering, self-blaming, self-murdering. This is the work of the evil inclination that is chopping us to pieces that is grinding us to dust don't give him the power the authority on your mind keep your mind positive remember inside of you there is a godly soul and your mind can hold only one thought at a time think positive and reject all negative thoughts Build your trust in Hashem. Build your trust in yourself. Build your faith in Hashem. Build your faith in yourself. Rise your self-esteem from the gutters, from the sewer, from the darkness. Uplift yourself. Judge yourself favorably. Try to understand your real true motives. What brought you to this failure? What brought you to this low level? Don't be so judgmental just to hate yourself for no reason because you used to that. Because people taught you that that's the way you need to think about yourself and hate yourself. Have you created yourself to judge yourself based on your look? Did you chose your nose? You chose your color of your hair? You chose your, your, your height? You chose your weight? Are you able to deal with all your lust and desires and you're just too lazy to fix them? Some of our challenges are very hard 
Some of our difficulties are gigantic. Some of our wounds and our pain are enormous in ways that we cannot deal with at all. Some of our struggles are super complex and we don't have no clue how even to begin solving those and fix them, fixing them at all. There is one advice. Please Hashem help me with this. Please Hashem help me with that. Please Hashem help me overpower my fears. Please Hashem make me less arrogant, more humble. Please Hashem help me not to be cheap. Help me to be generous. Please, Hashem, support my mind, my brain, for me to be stable. Please, Hashem, help me to be happy. I don't want to be sad. Simple conversation with the maker on the most honest things, on the things that hurts you the most, is the key to open all gates that are being opened by an honest prayer. Because Hashem is close to everyone who calls him with truth. So call him with truth. Be truthful when you call him. Say the truth. Hashem, I'm weak. Hashem, I'm not stable. Hashem, I need your help. Hashem, I need your guidings. Hashem, I need to feel you with me when I feel so alone. Those honest prayers will restore and bring back the happiness into your life and will boost the energy from you to affect your surroundings and to help other people to restore their own faith in themselves and in humanity and in Hashem. It's in your power. When you will shine, naturally your light will shine to others. How will you shine? Listen to the positive voice of your soul and reject and remove the negative voices of your evil inclination. Don't listen to them. Reject them. Like you're going to reject a person that is coming to say filthy things about your best friends. Remember, coming into your thoughts, you let him in. Don't let him in. And especially when he's talking about you, are you not one of those ones that you need to protect? Only your children or your siblings or your friends? And what about you? You're not worthy to live? You're not worthy to protect? And if you don't feel that you are worthy to protect, so do that for me. Because for me, you are worthy to protect. I would protect you. So protect yourselves for me. Because I would do that for you. And I'm sure that you would do that for me as well. Remember, we're siblings, we're brothers and sisters. All the rest is imagination. We're here to succeed together. We are family, a gigantic family that lost a lot of our identity in the struggles of exile and time. If you are thirsty to the words of Hashem, you are a soul of Israel. Don't let the world fool you. You wouldn't search for Torah. You wouldn't search for Jewish people. You wouldn't search for Tzitzit. You wouldn't search for Talit. You wouldn't search for Beta Mikdash. You wouldn't care about the Hebrew letters if you wouldn't have that gigantic 
rolling spark within you that is shining great amount more than the North Star As a magnet, you're pulling Judaism towards you. I want to learn Torah. I want to know Halakha. Where is the land of Israel? What's going on? And how is it going? And with the politics and with the Palestinians and in the US and what's with this and what's with that? And what about that mitzvah? And oh, it's amazing. I never knew about that. That desire is showing that within you there is a powerful magnet that magnetize what that is similar to it. Magnet does not pull stone, does not pull wood, does not pull water. Water pulls water. Money pulls money. Beauty pulls beauty. Soul pulls soul. If you have a soul within you, that's why you are in a soul mission, to find your soul, to find other people who has soul, that their soul is shining as well. Believe in yourself, and we shall all see wonders. Amen. Questions and answers. Yes. David. Please, David. <laughs> yes, yes. First yes, and foremost, thank you for this incredible, incredible shoe, and thank you for your words. Um, I have, I don't know if it's tears or what it is, but just a lot of emotion just coming up in me. Um, thank you. Tada. You're, you've been Tada. a big blessing to me, and you're a very special ra rabbi. I, I, I don't know questions rabbi and answers, David. Um, questions, questions, yes. Okay, so my question is that yes. so over the past three, two, three months, almost every day, except for Shabbat, obviously, um, I've actually been going through your YouTube videos and watching videos that I've never watched before. Every, every breakfast, you've been like the first person like that I've been wanting to listen to. So I've been going through like the most popular videos, probably over a hundred videos over the past two, three months that I've watched and listened to. Um, Baruch Hashem. And my question, I guess, so first of all, thank you so much for all of that. Um, my question I would say is, uh, so there, there are things that you've said in the past, over the past maybe six years, seven years, eight years, that maybe now I see you take a little bit of a different approach. So I want to know if... Um, it's because I'm alive, so I'm changing. Right. So do you, do you ever like regret something that you said or do you... like? Oh, what are man. Some... Are yeah. you crazy? Of course. Of course, of course, of course, of course. You know, Hashem said to Moshe, teach yourself to say, I don't know, because you might be caught in your mistake. You understand? So many times and many times in my past, I answered and I replied from the place that I was holding, as I will reply right now to your question. And I might 
grow in the next few years. And then when you'll ask me the question again, I will answer from the place I will be in that time. So it's good to remember that um, we are not in the generation of Moshe, that every word of ours is a verse from the Bible that will never be changed. Okay, Moshe hit a certain level that in that level he was able to speak. But I promise you that also while he spoke, he kept on growing. You understand? So, but he reached a certain floor. I have many speeches from the early years that I started to teach that many of the things that I was talking about, my approach was way more harsh. I was not sensitive enough to people's emotions and difficulties and challenges. I was um, maybe even arrogant to think that I know all. Um, many, many teachings that I was teaching blindly uh, just because I heard them from the person I was once calling my rabbi. I'm not supporting those teachings anymore. And many of them I removed also, by the way. There are many, many videos that I asked to remove, but I still did not check and reviewed all of them to take them all out and off. But yes, definitely many things that I said in the past, um, I'm not backing them up today. And I apologize for, for those mistakes. They might be helpful to people though, even today that will hear it in a certain stage in their life that those are the words that they need to hear. Counting on Hashem, and I believe in that, that that's how it works. But definitely things has been changed and many things been clarified to me to be more right than they were in the past. Thank you. Thank you. Think what would have happened if I would say, no, everything that I said was words of truth. You cannot contradict my words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I know some people that would speak that way. Okay, thank you, David. Thank you. So there's just a, a couple of things. Um, first, I'll, I'll praise the, the, the uh, and the words that, that we'd said to you um, and, and many more as well. Um, and a couple of things that I want to ask about first, the, the Nazir. Um, I know that the things I'm asking about, many books are probably written about these uh, things and can even uh, more can probably be written about. But uh, regarding the Nazir, uh, what are maybe some of the spiritual reasons specifically why, why the grape products should be avoided? And also, how is it that something so easy, like just, you know, avoiding this, this stuff from the grape plant and dead corpses, dead bodies, and, um, you know, leaving one's hair to grow, essentially, like, you know, and those other things from the you're supposed to do. Those very simple things, how can Hashem give so much power to, you know, like Shem Sharon um, and the likes? And then the um, other thing I want to ask about, it's somewhat related. But what are some of maybe the foods in the Torah or Kabbalah um, that one might uh, maybe should avoid if they want to just um, get the extra edge? So I don't know if it's like, you know, like, like meat, like red meat and chicken and dairy and whatever it might be. 
Okay. So um, first of all, I must say that um, I'm not basing my knowledge now on scripts. I'm not telling you that Kadosh wrote this and the Ramchal Kadosh said that. I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into sages' quotes and I'm not bringing the verses. I'm, in general, I want to answer to you about the Nazir thing, first of all, about the wine and the prohibitions of touching a dead person and on for the Nazir. And Nazir is a person who is restricting himself from doing certain things. And that intention is for him to be dedicated to Hashem. And because that he is a man of God that took upon himself that nezirut, so he must avoid himself from certain pleasures. And also there are certain prohibitions like touching dead and certain things that he is not allowed to do. So there can be found in creation many, many um parts that their power is more revealed than others and for an example the contamination of touching a dead person is obvious and clear to the eyes of humans that they will understand and relate to it that it's contaminating but there might be a thing that will be even worse First, then that contamination, and I know what I'm talking about without mentioning it. And people will not understand that. People will not believe that that thing is even worse than touching a dead person. Okay? So, touching a dead person is something that it's clear to the eye that it's very contaminating. There are, on the positive side, Things that are elevating and their power to elevate is very clear. There is also, there might be a risk in using those like drinking wine, for an example. When a person drinks wine, if he is quiet and calm and relaxed, his mind is working in different ways. He is observing in deeper ways. Wine was used in many spiritual rituals for spiritual elevation. People are doing it with drugs. Many people are consuming drugs and feel spiritual elevation. There is a cost for using drugs and all kinds of substitutes. But in the same time, there is a clear feeling that the maker put certain energy to wine that is not like other kinds of drinks that has alcohol in it. And also the grapes themselves that are elevating the way the person thinks. So there are certain things that are more, that their importance is more revealed than others. And those are the ones that Hashem in the Torah chose to mention. And if Hashem chose to mention these and not others, is because that they are the real buttons. Those are the real codes that if you click them, you link yourself to that dedication to Hashem that we had in mind, that we intended to achieve by dedicating our lives as Nazir. If you're going to decide that you're going to be Nazir and not eating oranges, it will not be as powerful as if you will be Mezir Atzmecha Min Hayayin, going to separate yourself from the wine and all um, um, 
um, grapes products because in grapes, there is the code that is helping for that kind of dedication. It's inside of it. You don't need to, if you want to investigate and to learn more about it, you can do that. But first of all, in simplicity, we believe. If Hashem said A, B, C, it's A, B, C. Means that by A, B, C that he commanded, you will achieve the goal or that it will be the easiest way for you to achieve that goal. And if you want to do it in another way, in a different way, it might not work at all or that it will be much harder or that the cost will be, will be way worse. That's one. About food and about what to know that what, which kind of food is helpful for you and which kind of food is might, might damage. There are many, many knowledgeable people who wrote many essays and many books on those topics. Some of them were Jewish and from the tribes of Israel, and some of them are from different nations and bought and purchased a lot of true knowledge about those matters. Of course, a person can learn from wise people, but in general except for the rule of what is kosher and what is not kosher, because definitely kosher food is closer to heal you and to perfect you and to assist you to develop spiritually. And non-kosher food will definitely pull the person back from his spiritual development and will definitely throw him to struggles that, that are not welcomed and not wanted, except from this dividing between kosher food and not kosher food, a person should also focus on his own understanding. You can learn and expand your knowledge, but there can be that for one person, eating meat will be the most powerful thing and will help him to restore his power and to connect himself in great focus to Hashem. And another person that will bite one bite of meat in the day will lose all his focus and all day long will be edgy and, 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 and cranky and nervous and his body will suffer from the meat. And it will be from the same steak. They ate the same dish together. But you need to know your energy and you need to count on your judgment. If you feel that oak meat is good for you, if you feel that fruits are good for you or that they are horrible, you need to count on that and you need to follow that. And you can test it one day to try with and one day to try without and to try to build your own diet based on your spiritual journey, on your emotional stability, on your, on your health system, on your body. A person has the power to recognize how things affect him in life. You know what? I when I like seven eight years ago, I spoke with with uh, with some doctor that was like um, very wise also about nutritious and and he was talking to me about many many things a religious very very righteous person and he asked me what about dairy and I told him I like to eat dairy but the truth is that every time that I eat dairy my stomach hurts. So he told me, and you don't understand that it's not good for you? Look how silly and distracted the person can be that he knows 
that 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 the dairy is causing him trouble and he doesn't want to stop and he want like he loves pizza so much he likes his coffee with milk so much he likes his ice cream too, so much his cream cheese so much that he will choose life of suffering for that and he knows he knows that he's like putting knives into his stomach but he likes it it's crazy but that's how crazy we are so we should be loyal to our senses and tune to our inner systems and 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 sensitivity and to follow the truth to be people of truth if something is useful and good for you use it consume it and if it's not drop it <laughs> and that's it thank you shlomo thank you I have a question, please. Yes, please. Or I, I hope it wasn't interrupting. Shalom. Hi, shalom. Because I don't have all the understandings that some people have, I don't, I'm going to make this short. I'm trying to teach Christian people or atheists or whoever how not to say the name of the creator that we're not supposed to say. It's very hard to teach that without writing it or saying it. And so I'm trying, to, I wondered if you had any recommendations on doing that because I'm really trying to be careful. And, this, and the second uh, part of that is um, um, it seems to me that the name, the Yud, Hey, and the, and the name has been taken from Hebrew and transferred to English and made into the name John. And then used a certain verse and then had the name son added to it to make it seem like it was the creator's son. So I'm trying to explain that in a, in a proper way to, to the Christian understanders. So the second part is, is I don't know. I'm, I'm not aware of that. I'm, I'm not. It just uh, seems like that to me. So, okay. Maybe. You. I don't know about that, but you can talk about it and learn it more and then teach it if you'll find it true. But about how to teach people not to mention the name of Hashem. So first of all, it's good to learn the, the halakha, to learn the prohibitions, really to understand what it means to mention the name of Hashem in vain, and what is and what are the names that are not allowed to be mentioned, and how they are allowed to be mentioned. Some of them are allowed to be mentioned in certain ways, and some of them are not allowed to be mentioned at all like the Yud Kevavke, and there are ways to mention those ones that cannot be mentioned in the way that you just did, for an example. You said the Yud, and then you said Hey, and then the name. So you can break it down with different words between them, like when we say Ya, and then we say Ha, and then we say Va, it's not a name, even though that you said Ya, and you said Ha, but you broke it with the word end. So when you use those words to break and separate between the, the, the letters of the name of Hashem, so you broke it, and then you're not mentioning the name of Hashem anymore. You're just saying letters, and there is no prohibition in saying letters. So you can say, I am now explaining to you that we are not allowed to say the name of God that is being called in 
יוד, and היי, and וו, and היי. If I would say יוד, and keep on saying the letters of the name, I would commit that violation. I would sin in mentioning the name of Hashem in vain. But because that I said, and the letter hey, there is no connection between the fact they said yud to the fact they said the letter hey, because I created the separation of different words, of different vowels to separate. To mention the name of Hashem in vain is to mention the name of Hashem in vain, okay? So if you're breaking it and explaining it, there is no problem to do so. And also you can show it and to show how it's written and to say, and I'm not allowed to read that. I am not, and I'm not gonna, and I'm gonna explain to you why, you understand? And I want to tell you another small thing. If you save a soul, one soul from sinning once in a lifetime, you will never imagine the great reward and an amazing gratitude that the Creator will have for you for eternity, for doing that. Helping one person once in a lifetime to do something good or not to do something bad, you will never be able to stop thanking Hashem for for allowing you to do that thing for so once in a lifetime for one person. Thank you, Elizabeth, okay. our deal sister. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yofi, souls of the world, people of the universe, may Hashem bless you and make you happy and peaceful and calm and righteous and, and strong and that you will understand already how amazing Hashem is and how lucky we are to have a godly soul within us. And the fact that we cannot see our prayers being answered yet, it's only because that it's getting so strong. It, we are like pushing so much into our backpack and soon we're going to open it. It's going to be such a feast. It's going to be such a meal. Such a redemption day. You know what's going to happen in redemption day? Do you know what's going to happen in redemption day? Do you know? Can you imagine resurrection of the dead? All tyranny, all evil being flushed, removed. No bad, no death, no sickness, no sorrow, no pain, no grief. No sadness, no depression anymore at all. Eternal life of growth, prosperity, happiness to all. Seeing all the mountain deers walking on the side of the mountains, all the birds flying in shapes in the sky. The birds from Genesis, from Bereshit will fly with the birds of 2023. All the ancient deers and cows and goats and wolves and tigers, first lion, second lion, third generation of leopards and cheetahs will all walk together, supporting the camp of Israel that is leading 70 nations to see and accept and embrace the Hashem in his house of prayer that will be called the house of prayer too. 
all nations, everyone throughout all generations who ever lived and were positive will stand together in that position on the mountain of Hashem, in the house of Hashem, together with all the people of Israel to hear Torah from Mashiach Tzidkenu and to see Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, Aaron, Yosef, David, 12 tribes, all the princes of Israel, all the mothers, all the holy righteous women, all the people who ever suffered for Hashem, whoever loved Hashem will be in the first circles, second circles, third circles, and will be able to be among them. We'll be able to stand there also and to say, hi, hi, I'm here. Shh, don't interrupt the quiet. Hey, I'm here. Hey, Ravdor. Hey, Elizabeth. Hey, David. How are you, Peter? Shlomo, Ariel, Hilary. Hi, I'm here. I'm here, yeah. Thank you. Shh. Resurrection of the dead, resurrection of the dead, resurrection of the dead. Eternal life, eternal life, you're not going to die. We're not going to die. That's it. Bye. 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 <laughs> That's it. Good night. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.